0: Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. This week I'll be speaking with Melissa Tuplin, who is a Calgary, Alberta-based artist and cultural worker. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Melissa when she was in Montreal taking the Concordia Contemporary Dance Program here. Uh, she's also studied at the International School of Ballet and the McDonald Wilson Academy of Dance uh, prior to that and is now working uh, both as an artist and uh, otherwise in the arts field in Calgary. She is the community investment assistant for the Calgary Arts Department and also a key member of Dancing Monkey Laboratories, which is an artistic collective in Calgary that involves not only uh, herself as a dance artist, but also writers and actors and designers, and they create a lot of uh, interdisciplinary work. So thanks for being here, Melissa. Thank you. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> you as well. Uh, I'm very interested in hearing about the scene in Calgary, and I would like to start perhaps with, uh, with your particular collective, Dancing Monkey, and what uh, your main mandate is. It seems to be very focused on the mixing of different art forms.
1: It is. Um, I met Mike Chuba, uh, who's the director and playwright for the collective, at Concordia, actually. He was my tutorial assistant for a theater class at Concordia in his last year of the BFA in theater and we reconnected when he came to Calgary to do his master's in playwriting at the University of Calgary and started to talk about what collaborating might look like. Uh, The first piece that we did together was a show called Satellites which came together initially as a script. Um, So what Mike had done was written a show uh, which was for two actors and two dancers wherein the dancers played counterpart to each of the actors' roles. And we had the good fortune of being able to present that show at the Ignite Festival in Calgary, which is put on by the Sage Theatre Company, which is an emerging artist festival. And we threw together the show in six weeks. Uh, We had met a composer named Nathaniel Schmidt, who had played incidental music for Mike's thesis work, called Satie Cocteau, and he composed this incredible score to to the show Um, And that's what's really interesting about the work that we make together. It's it's like a movie score. Nate sits in the room with us as we create. We have the script, we have the actors, we have the dancers. And rather than layering each piece of the work on top of each other, we have the acting and then we have the dancing and then we have the music. Everything is created simultaneously. So the music is informed and informs the dance. The dance informs and is informed by the theatre and it's a creative foundation that we call the structural triangle so the idea is you've got the text you've got the music and you've got the dance and at any point an audience member can shift their focus to one of those pieces um, and still be able to engage and enter into the work in a really meaningful way without losing anything Um, so we believe really strongly that audience members engage with art in really different and personal ways so text, it hits you intellectually, dance hits you physically, music hits you emotionally. Um, And it's really important to us that the work that we create is is true and genuine to that. So Satellites was our first first big show that we did together and we had the pleasure of remounting it uh, with the support of the Alberta Foundation for the Arts in 2013 um, in the Big Secret Theatre in Calgary with the same crew, the same actors, the same dancers, but just a much more expanded show. Um, and after that, we released Nate's music as an album on iTunes. So the music was recorded in Calgary by a small group of artists who also work for the Philharmonic Orchestra. Uh, Calgary's a place of artist collectives. People just pop up and they just love to make work together. Um, so we released the music as an album and that's been actually quite successful for us. I see that you've you've also worked with people like Tristan
0: Dalala, uh, an actor here based here in Montreal, as far as I know, <laughs> and uh, Caitlin Murphy, who mm-hmm. who works uh, a lot as a dramaturge and, and a theater artist in her own right. Um, how do you straddle these two cities? It
1: seems like there's a bond here between Calgary and Montreal. At this point, I think it would be safe to say that the bond is emotional, primarily. <laughs> um, Mike is Montrealer, born and raised. Um, he His deep roots to the city, he loves the city, as I do. Um, so Dancing Monkey Laboratories was actually created initially uh, by Mike Chuba and Larry Lamont here in Montreal uh, to produce Mike's play I Am I, um, which has been presented actually multiple times internationally, including in Amsterdam uh, by a company in Amsterdam. Um, Dancing Monkey also produced a work called Rump um, at the Fringe Festival here in Montreal a few years ago. Um, So right now we are always looking for ways to bring the work across the country, but I would say at this point we are a primarily Calgary-based organization, uh, particularly as I live in Calgary, and Mike is a sessional instructor at the University of Calgary, teaching performance creation to the theatre students there. Um, But... We're looking for opportunities <laughs> we've got shows
0: yes, and and as far as I understand as well, like the the work that is being produced by dancing monkey laboratories will will sometimes focus on the the um, inspiration of one of the artists and kind of the support by the others. Mm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, about how you, how you support each other
1: mm. in whatever way is needed? Yeah, sure. Um, when we first uh, started work to, working together as a collective, the primary lens into the creation was through the text it was through the script and through the narrative. Um, And within that, we were able to develop opportunities for the choreography to emerge or for the music to be created. Uh, At any given time, all three of us, Mike, uh, Nathaniel, and myself, are, are in the room, we're in the rehearsal studio together, and and the work is being created simultaneously, but it is typically driven by one discipline more than the other. So for satellites, um, as well as the show that we did in 2013 called Carl Nemeny is not dead, I killed Carl (laughs) Nemeny. It's a mouthful. Uh, Both of those had uh, really emerged as a play um, within which the dancers were characters. Uh, As a choreographer, I really like that way of working. Um, I'm inspired by text, I'm inspired by narrative, um, I'm inspired by the character work that the actors do, um, and it allows my choreography to grow in a really natural um, and honest and emotional way. Um, initially I thought, oh it's just because I like, I'm lazy, it's less stress, um, but that's not true at all. It's, it's really a uh, inspirational for me to work in a space with other artists from other disciplines because their perspectives are so different and unique. When you spend a lot of time working with dancers, it's very single-minded. We all think the same way. And theatrically and from a performance creation perspective, having the opportunity to collaborate interdisciplinary, It means that your lens and your way of viewing the work is constantly shifting, you're constantly looking at the work through a new set of eyes to say, oh, dancers look at lighting and spacing so much different than actors do, is there a way that we can integrate that with the actors blocking um, to expand the way that the audience is looking at the stage? oh, music is composed in a much different way compositionally than choreography is. Is there something that we can take from the way that Nate composes his music, or respond to the way that he's composing the music, um, to allow things to kind of bubble up together? Uh, Last year, in 2014, we had the opportunity to present a work called We Must Collide, at the Fluid Festival in Calgary, which is a festival that is run by Springboard Performance. Uh, And this was the first work that was really dance-focused. Again, there was text, there was music, but the primary lens was through the choreography because we're really interested in a collective um, to see what would happen if the main driver was a movement more than a word. Uh, And the work was really well received. We were really excited to be able to bring dancers into the room, um, to open their voices, to have them speak, to have them respond to the words, um, as well as to the music that was hitting them. And uh, that was a really positive experience for me as a choreographer, because it had been the first time that I felt that I had choreographed a full-length work, which, as everybody knows, is extremely daunting. And we had the extra opportunity to perform the work in three different venues. So we performed the work in a church on a stage in the middle of the day. We performed it in a bar on a very, very small stage that's typically for blues musicians. And we also performed it outside um, at the Springboard Performance Container Art Park in a neighborhood called Sunnyside. It's literally an art park created of shipping containers. So the shipping containers open up to be a performance space. Um, There's a really wide courtyard that we performed in. um, And it was so interesting to see how this work, uh, which we'd created in a black box studio, expanded when it hit the open air, um, and how it really created a sense of community as people walked by and saw the dancing and heard the words being carried away into the wind. Uh, so we're interested now in, in continuing with, with We Must Collide into a remount, which we're hoping to plan for next year. Um, and we'll sit, we'll sit down and we'll be working a lot harder on, um, on, on considering how the choreography um, or cho- choreography as a composition technique um, can inform text work and vice versa. As far as I understand, you are the only individual with your background
0: in this collective, so you become by default like the dance consultant yes. for any for project. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Is there, um, it's, it's obvious how, how much you're enjoying working with people of different disciplines. Mm-hmm. Is there ever, um, do you ever find that you desire to be working with other choreographers or other dance artists in a different way?
1: I think that at this point, having worked primarily with a collective in my career after leaving university, my compulsion is only towards the collaborative. So at this point the, the primary collective is made up of a director, playwright, a composer, and myself the choreographer. Um, but we are always looking for opportunities to bring other artists into the room. So whether it's the actors we hire, or the dancers we hire, or the designers we choose to work with, or the stage managers, um, it's It's a collaborative environment. It's a very open, organic, very loose and casual (laughs) environment and rehearsal space. And I think the opportunity to bring another choreographer or a more expanded group of dancers into the room with me would be really interesting and really exciting. Um, I've started to feel like I am developing a a voice and and a trademark and a style as a choreographer. Um, that certainly has been informed um, by the aesthetic that we've developed as a collective at Dancing Monkey. And to bring another choreographer's style um, and perspective and process into the room would only further the work that we're making. Um, Recently, I made a solo independently, which again, I presented at the Ignite Festival in June, and I found it actually very isolating to to create the soul, I was interested in what I might do on my own and proud of the work that I created, but it felt very isolating. I didn't want to work on my own. Um, And that was just a really great experience to say, the collective is where I want to be as an artist. The the studio with a group of people, a group of people who are creative and intellectual and who wanna have conversations about the work, Um, who want to start thinking about art making in a perhaps not revolutionary, but in a slightly different way is exciting to me. And I think that's what a lot of artists in Calgary are craving right now as well. So yeah, let's open this up and talk about the Calgary scene and and your perspective
0: on it as both a working artist and, and uh, working for the Calgary arts development. Um, my perspective on Calgary as such is that there's it's a small community, but it's a f- force of a community. You've got the Ignite Festival that you talked about, there's uh, Calgary Theatre Junction, mm-hmm. which is a space as well as a company.
1: You mentioned the Secret Theatre. The big secret theatre, which is the uh, One Yellow Rabbit Theatre. Um, and One Yellow Rabbit, of course, uh, they run the High Performance Rodeo in Calgary every January. Ah. Um, run by uh, Denise Clark and Blake Brooker and Andy Curtis um, and they of course are forces to be reckoned with. Um, there's always also the Fluid Festival which I think I mentioned and it runs in October every year uh, by Springboard Performance um, which is a company started by Nicole Meon in Calgary and you're right Alison it's it's a small community um, and it's and it's exciting because it is growing. And I think that we've always said, oh, Calgary is developing, Calgary is growing, there's something that's going to happen. Um, and I don't think Calgary ever felt that more than when we were the cultural capital in 2012, um, because it was phenomenal to see how large the community of working artists and how large the community of audiences were in Calgary. Um, I think we have to remember that Calgary itself, while having a very large footprint, is still quite small. The population is, I think, a third of that of Montreal, Um, but the work that's being created and the artists who are working um, are just as forceful and excited about what's happening there. Um, For dance, in particular, I I do say that there's always a ways to go. Um, with the Fluid Festival being the only dedicated uh, dance festival that programs multiple artists, um, it's, it is difficult as an emerging artist right out of school to find a lot of opportunity to present work in a professional way. There's smaller festivals as well. Um, actually, right now in Calgary is the Alberta Dance Festival, which is run by Dancer Studio West. Um, That festival is fantastic. It's in its 34th year and it brings in young choreographers uh, and actually gives them the opportunity to have a choreographic residency prior to the performance of their work. So there is a creative intensive element to it which is really foundational um, in Calgary to have the opportunity to work with outside eyes, to have the space which, as we all know, is always, always an issue to find the space for the work. Um, And the work that's being made by young Calgarian choreographers is really interesting. Um, There's a lot of opportunity for cultural exchange, of course, with Edmonton. There's the Expanse Movement Arts Festival in Edmonton. There's the Next Fest in Edmonton. There's the Fringe Festival. Um, So there's opportunity there as well. Um, But what's really exciting about dancers and young artists in Calgary is... um, how much they hustle. They will make things happen, whether it's through project granting from the Alberta Foundation for the Arts or from Canada Council, self-producing work, crowdfunding campaigns. If an artist wants to make work in Calgary, they make it happen. There's a high number of very small performance groups um, in Calgary where dancers, they just want to dance. They want to present work. Um, So they find the space and they present the work. And... It's really thrilling to see that there are artists who are so dedicated to a community in their hometown that they're, they're willing to put that effort in to, and to do that as well. You chose to come to Montreal to study at uh, Concordia University mm-hmm. to further your dance
0: training, but of course, Calgary University has a, mm-hmm. has a contemporary dance program as well. Um, can you speak about maybe the level before emerging artists and what opportunities are available? Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes, the University of Calgary does have uh, a dance program. The University of Calgary has recently combined its performing schools to the School of Performing Arts. Um, So there is a connection between the theater department, the music department, and the dance department, um, which I think is really indicating movement towards uh, the type of interdisciplinary work that I've gravitated to. Um, and the kind of uh, cultural discussion between varying types of artists. So that program, of course, has been around for many, many years. Um, has produced a lot of very talented dancers. Um, it has a great connection with uh, Decidedly Jazz Dance Works in Calgary. Um, a number of faculty members have, have danced with Decidedly Jazz Dance Works. Um, it also has a connection with a company called w Dance Projects in Calgary, uh, which is run uh, by Polish artists who have come to Calgary and and settled down roots and who are faculty members as well. Um, So between that and the exchange with Dance Studio West, which is run by Davida Monk, um, and that has also started a group called the Dance Action Group, which is essentially a mentorship group which brings in young artists to have mentorship opportunities. They offer an outside eye service, as well as cross-cultural performance work with an urban dance studio in Calgary called Pulse Studios. So overall, I think that there's lots of opportunities as as a dancer to develop, um, to learn, to have conversations and dialogues. What will be interesting this year is the School of Alberta Ballet has actually started a professional program for contemporary dance for grade 10 and 11 students, so it will be exciting to see in its first year what happens uh, to have a, a dedicated contemporary dance school in Calgary as well, outside of the traditional studio environment. Wow, so it sounds like there's a lot of like incubator
0: opportunities for supporting work, mm-hmm. and and people are mostly presenting their own
1: work and self-producing. Yes, yeah, things things are happening. Um, it would be really nice to see, of course, more opportunity for dancers to come together to present work in a festival environment, um, because self-producing full-length dance work is, of course, very difficult, resource-heavy, mm-hmm. um, intensive. So. To start seeing more of those festival opportunities to pop up would be really fantastic. Um, But overall, I think that the energy in Calgary is kind of coming to a heat right now. Um, With the work that Theatre Junction um, has been programming, Calgarians have had the opportunity to witness contemporary dance from across Canada and across the world, and that's not something that we had the opportunity to do even ten years ago. It was mind-boggling to hear that Marie Chouinard was traveling to Calgary to present the work, and let me tell you, it was revolutionary for a lot of audience members to see that kind of work. Um, So we're lucky now that we are uh, becoming a destination for artists to tour. Uh, what also helps is our proximity to the BAMP Centre. Mm. So having Calgary be very close to the BAMP Centre has been really valuable um, because we're having companies being able to develop partnerships. So um, right now there's a, there's a Hofes Schechter Intensive coming up at the BAMP Centre. They'll be presenting work in October during the Fluid Festival. Um, And it's just incredible that that's something that we we get to see, because as we all know, there still is that pervasive feeling that Calgary is an oil and cowboys town. And I think that we very much I'm going to hate myself for saying this. We very much have that cowboy maverick spirit um, in that we want something to happen, we make it happen, and there's an energy to it, and that's very exciting both as a working artist and um, as a member of, of Calgary Arts Development, is, is what we want to see developing in Calgary um, in terms of the lives that, that creative Calgarians are living. I want
0: to talk briefly about Audience. You mentioned that it is a smaller city. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I, when I had the pleasure of being in Winnipeg this summer that I was shocked by the enthusiasm by the public that we're just interested in coming out and seeing art and participating Um, and of course it's a common complaint here in Montreal is there's not enough people. So what does it look like in Calgary for audience?
1: I would say that uh, the energy towards attending performance work is shifting. Um, audience numbers to be frank are certainly not what working artists would like to see Uh, it's always a struggle the large theatre and dance companies um, are always focusing on increasing their subscriber bases Um, and the subscriber bases for for arts work are certainly of an older generation so one of the biggest conversations that we're having in Calgary right now is how to Introduce younger people to performing arts, how to bring them into the theater um, How to make it affordable for them to come to the theater in a way that's not pandering So like here in Montreal what a lot of companies have been doing is offering under 30 subscriber fees um, Passport fees things like that things that are going to make people interested in coming to the work because it's not um, economically challenging for them uh, in terms of self-produced work it's it's tough it is it's tough to sell a show um, when it's self-produced work uh, because I think one of the things that also needs to grow in Calgary is the uh, the media around arts and culture um, This last year, Fast Forward magazine, which was our free arts and culture magazine in Calgary, shut down. Um, And there were a number of journalists who were writing about theatre work that would never have otherwise been written about. And it's something that is concerning to artists because marketing is challenging. One of the other challenges that um, art makers in Calgary are encountering and that we're having conversations about is the fact that Calgary is a city of urban sprawl so in a city where the downtown core is very very tiny and the footprint of the city is massive what we've found is a lot of people who live in suburban areas feel very challenged by the idea of having to return an hour into downtown to come see work um, What's been so interesting, as studies have been done, as statistics have been collected, is that there's actually so much more art being done in every single corner of the city than we ever thought was happening. The work isn't just being created in downtown Calgary. It's being created in small community halls, in church basements, on the street. Um, it's, it's very exciting because artists are, are looking at their audience demographics and thinking we can do something about that. We can go to them. Uh, So theaters are popping up in various quadrants of the city, and, and people are delighted by it. I think Calgarians want to engage with arts and culture. They want to go out and they want to see something, they want to be part of a community. We see that during the summer, during our festival season. Um, So I think arts groups are being really creative in the ways that they engage their audiences and pull their audiences in. Um, And to say that we can make professional, creative, exciting, challenging work and it doesn't have to be downtown. Any last words about the
0: the dance scene in Calgary, or your your thoughts as a choreographer, dancer
1: yourself? Um, I would say that uh, Calgary Calgary's always been my home. It's it's an exciting, interesting place to live. Uh, it's a beautiful, inviting place to live, um, and there are a number of of arts organizations and artists who I think are making work. Um, that is, is beautiful and that is meaningful. Um, and I'm very honoured to be, be part of that group of artists, and I'm very excited to see what happens as it continues to grow. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for the next steps that Dancing Monkey Laboratories uh, will be able to make together. Um, the next work that we're very exciting um, excited about is a work uh, called um, After Us, A Savage God, uh, which is a play about um, Alfred Jarry, the, uh, the play writer, um, who is famous for his uh, character, Ubu. Um, and the show, we're hoping, is going to include puppets and video projections. Um, and it's an exciting, interesting kind of next step for us, uh, much more theatrical. So we're... We're looking forward to the future. We're excited about continuing to make work, um, developing our our, our repertoire, and and starting to collaborate a lot more with different artists in Calgary. Great. And you can find out more information uh, about Dancing
0: Monkey Laboratories at dancingmonkeylab.com. Thank you so much, Melissa, for shedding so much light on the, the artistic and dance industry in Calgary, Alberta. Thank you. The Dirty Feet podcast is produced and hosted by,
1: produced et animated par
0: Alison Burns, Judy Papillon, and Stéphanie Morin-Robert. We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre, and Paula Flalo
1: to thank. Merci pour le soutien. Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook, et nous suivre sur Twitter. You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.
0: Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le monde.